Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Well, we're all happy to see you back again this week, and if this is your first episode, welcome. We're glad to... Hold on. I am getting an email, and it is from... It's from Mr. Podcast. I didn't know how... Mr. Podcast got an email, but um, okay. It says, "Dear the lesser." All right, that's rude. Um, we know who he's talking to. Yeah, uh, he must have gotten our email switched up. That's a that's a shame. Uh, mm-hmm. Congratulations on having over thirty episodes. I, that is a big accomplishment. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's appreciating it. Um, yep. Uh, good luck for thirty more. Um, if all goes according to plan, we'll never see them. Is that a threat? I the thing is, is if if he was anybody else, I'd be like, oh, he's he's gonna kill us. But I think <laughs> he's just like, uh, these guys can't hack it; they're gonna quit. Yeah, or, <laughs> the audience isn't there; they're just gonna leave. It's less of a threat and more of just a really mean prediction. Yeah, it's just like if all goes according to plan, you guys will continue to suck and lose everybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Uh- <laughs> uh and there's a p it says uh sincerely yours mr podcast thank you um and then p.s oh he just sent me my street address okay cool 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 cool. i think that is a threat i think that is a threat that's not funny i shouldn't do that (laughs) i almost almost doxed you i know you're gonna edit it out but those other things i'm like should i nah probably shouldn't here's the thing um how scary like if one of our audience members much like mr podcast sent you a letter okay genuinely like love the podcast everything right how concerned are you with the fact that they got your address all right so i would bet 40 percent of our audience does have my address right Makes so sense. like so you know if we're just pulling you know numbers from a hat maybe maybe things work out in my favor however if, what if it's one of our audience members from Romania? If it's one of our uh, hey Romania audience, appreciate you. We 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 see you. However, if you find my address, uh, please don't. That's all I'm saying. Just please don't find it. So the answer to the question is you would be very concerned. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know how. It, it also depends on like how um high up the food chain they are. If it's just like a civilian, you know. It's scary, but like I can, you know, call people for that. If it's like, oh, the government of Romania has my address. Not much I can do about that. I'm signing my death certificate then there and now. Who would you call? The Ghostbusters. FBI. Um, Ghostbusters is a well. People from Romania aren't inherently ghosts. They're vampires. Um. Isn't that... No, Transylvania is vampires. Yeah, I was about to say, Transylvania is vampires. Wait, is there a difference? Yeah, there's a difference. Excuse me while I Google Transylvania. Is that a real no. place? Um, What a great question. But, um... you. I know uh, Hotel Transylvania is a real place. What a dumb joke. Region of Romania. Oh, Transylvania is actually in Romania. Fun, fun, fun. Bro, how smart am I, dude? This is ridiculous. Dude, where did I learn that? <laughs> well if a vampire gets my address um oh you know what 
if a vampire got my address, that'd probably work out for the best. Because I think being a vampire would make me, like, 3,000% hotter. And that's that's the situation like, that I'd be wise? willing to roll with. Um, yeah. And in the colloquial sense. I don't know if anyone becoming a vampire makes you hotter in a colloquial sense. However, I do think it would make you hot to a particular group of people. And that's the kind of people that I'm playing towards. But I think everything else being the same. Your parents are the same because we have no proof to say that it makes you hotter. Like your parents would probably just be the same. You're going to live forever, right? Yeah. You're going to have a little bit of a inkling for blood. So there's going to be people who are into you purely because of it. you're a vampire, right? Yeah. How would you feel about being like fetishized like that, though? It depends on if I'm fetishizing the other person back. Like if there's like equal playing <laughs> So field. it's like playing a game, but both of you are cheating. Yeah, exactly. As long as we know up front, if someone was like, hey, I find you really attractive, but I'm going to be honest, it is because you are a vampire. And I said, cool, I find you attractive, and that's only because you have short blue hair. Cards are out on the table now. I don't see a problem with this. Do you don't think, do you think that would foster a good relationship, though? Alex, on what planet have I ever said that I'm looking for a good relationship? If I'm a vampire, if I'm a vampire, I will have eternity to find a good relationship. I don't think so. What do you mean? I think you'd have an eternity to find a relationship that lasts 50 years, and then you're going to have to do it again. Such is life. (laughs) Such is life. Yeah. (laughs) Same old, same old. Doesn't everybody have to do that? Uh, Thanks. Uh, Thank you guys for coming. Um, I just really wanted to say that, you know, Margaret was, you know, she was my fourth wife and she was my favorite. Um. <laughs> yeah. At the end, you just have like, like a, a a bracket boys for all the women you've been with, and you're like, "All right, Edith's really snuck it past Hannah there for a sec. Didn't think she was gonna make it till the very end, but she was I'm rich." At, so I'm at one wife's funeral. I'm giving the eulogy, and at the end, I'm like, "Hey, Rachel, you're single, right? Meet me in the back. Let, let's have a talk." Just yeah. at the funeral, you got a pregame for your next relationship. Got to get that efficiency going. Do you want to talk about sense. the movie? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about the movie. So this week, we kind Wait, of... Wait, are we doing spoilers or no? Um, What a great question. Do you want to do spoilers? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say... Okay. I'm going to say lump it all in one big section. Sure. Um, So this is the movie that we decided from the Oscar nominees was probably... Would you say that we probably thought it was most likely to win out of all of them? It's been I pick, I wanted to pick it because it's nominated for the most Oscars out of all the nominations. Yeah. So we are watching Mank, which is directed by David Fincher and written by his late father. And if you want to skip this movie discussion, if you, for whatever reason, move on to the comedy sections, you're more than welcome to. Here is your time code to do that right now. Time code 2850. What are your thoughts about this movie? Well, let's talk about the stuff that doesn't pertain to what the actual movie was. It's nominated for 10 Oscars, 10 of them, which is ridiculous. And when this episode comes out, I think the Oscars will be in a couple days. So I think we're ahead of it a little bit. It's nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year, Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role, Best Achievement in Directing, Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role, 
Best Sound, Best Achievement in Production Design, Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures, Best Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling, Best Achievement for Costume Design, and Best Achievement in Cinematography. So Which basically, is what they're saying bananas. is this is the best movie of all time. It's crazy. It sounds like everything it was up for, it could it was it could be nominated for. Like you know, obviously, it can't be nominated for uh, comedy musical. Obviously, it can't be nominated for like uh foreign film stuff like that it seems like every single thing it could be up for it is up for and when you watch the movie you realize why very quickly because this movie is uh for lack of a better phrase a hollywood circle jerk it's also black and white and anytime i start i I watch a movie i'm like oh it's black and white i'm like it's artsy it's going to be artsy. There's only one movie I've ever watched, and I didn't even watch the whole thing that was in black and white. And I'm like, this isn't like a film. And it was Sin City. Oh, yeah. yeah every yeah. every other movie, I'm like, oh, here we go again. I, you tricked. You got me once with Lighthouse. <laughs> You're not going to fool me again. Yeah. So the big thing, the common theme that this movie has is it spends so much time name dropping and relying on production familiarity to make you feel like things are important. You know, there's a lot of talk about the different studios, you know, MGM and Paramount and Warner Brothers and stuff like that. And it just felt very, it just felt like it lacked substance. Okay. And for those of you who have no idea what this movie is about, it is... Um, takes place in 1940. There's a film studio called RKO, and it hires a 24-year-old like phenom called Orson Welles. It's also based off a true story. Um, and Orson Welles is under contract you might under have RKO heard of to do whatever he wants in his movies. It can be about whatever he wants, take place whatever he wants, have whatever budget he wants, he can cast whoever he wants, and the writer can be whoever he wants. And for his first film... He calls in a alcoholic um, called Herman Mank. I think his last name is like yeah, Mankiewicz. Yeah, Herman Mankiewicz to write the screenplay for it and says, you have 60 days to write me a screenplay because this guy is a writing genius. However, Hollywood, as it explains through the movie, has kind of like left him by the wayside. He's washed up. Partly because he's of his drinking, partly because of his personality, partly because he does horrible with Hollywood politics. And then this movie kind of follows um, Herman Mankiewicz, otherwise known as Mank, as he writes Citizen Kane, a renowned film. So we're watching a true story or a true adaptation of someone's perception of what that story is. And it's dense. It It is also... We've talked about this in earlier episodes, and we can touch on it again. There's a movie, and there's film. A movie is purely for entertainment, and film feels a lot like art, feels a lot like Oscar bait. It feels a lot like like nose up in the air. This, and more like, listen, let's just, what does this character actually feel like? What is the essence like? What are we trying to show here? And a lot less, like, action sequences and stuff like this. This is, like, I would say 95% film. Oh, yeah. I, I would probably like, go 100% film. Yeah, it is. Film, film, film. 
And I don't, I've never watched Citizen Kane. We're probably going to watch it next year for decades. Yeah. Um, so I had no idea what this was about. Yeah. Zero I clip. wonder if having watched Citizen Kane would have improved my viewing experience. Because they don't mention that it's Citizen Kane until the end of the movie. Till the very end. Yeah. So unless you're listening to this or you Googled it and you're like, what is this about? Then you would have no clue until like the last four minutes of the movie. Yeah. And so I've been recovering from a vaccine hangover and I tried watching it this morning, very early this morning. And um, I got about 13 minutes in. I'm like, man, I feel like I've been watching this movie for 45 minutes. I was so wrong. I've never been so disappointed to be so off on my movie time miscalculation. I think I got to the scene where um, they just enter a boardroom and they start name dropping famous screenwriters that are all sitting around a table. I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm like, guys, guys, come on. Yeah. My thing was like, it is, it was interesting to me. This movie was very interesting to me because it didn't remind me of any other movie. So I wasn't sitting there guessing what's going to come next, anticipating the story. Like there was... For me, it was very, very low on the trope side because yeah. it is based off a true story. So in real life, there's less tropes, you know. So I was very interested in what was happening. Also, say what you will about this movie. It is dense. It is. It's, it is boring for a lot of a lot of people are going to find this boring. The dialogue is ridiculous. I the, I'm in love with the dialogue. So this is on the note of the beautiful. dialogue. On the note of the mm-hmm. dialogue, um, the one character that I did find myself like reminding myself to pay attention was um, Marion, which was uh, Amanda Seyfried's character. Yep. And she just had like a totally different tone than the rest of the characters. Like everyone is like this hard, begrudging, like, we got to get this done. We got to make money. We got to get this guy elected. And yeah. Marion's just like, hey. I want to make movies. And it was a very nice change of tone whenever she was on screen. So I appreciated her character the most. Problem is, it wasn't in the movie for the first 45 minutes. Yeah. I also, I knew, because in the the title sequence was kind of, it was different. Well, it was. But I kind of liked it. Oh, yeah. I found that title sequence very stylistic and I liked it a lot. Um, You know, it was very 1940s intro you know we've watched you know enough old movies at this point to where we recognize the opening credits are more important than the end credits when it comes to a movie right. made in the late 30s mm-hmm. and then with watching this though you see everyone who's all the big names come up the second i started watching the movie forgot amanda seafood was in it i saw her character yeah. the entire mm-hmm. movie i'm like no idea who that person is i have no clue and i got to the end i'm like oh yeah She's in this movie. I knew who Lily Collins was in this yep. movie. I knew who Gary Oldman was, obviously, in this movie. And I recognized um, Tom Pelifrey, which plays uh, Herman's brother, Joe. Everyone else, I don't think I've ever seen before. Or maybe I have, and their makeup oh, was amazing. who did I see? Charles was the character name. Charles Letterer. Joseph Cross. Nope, Charles Letterer. I said Charles. How'd you get to Joseph? Because that's the actor who plays him. Oh, okay. Yes, um, I, I recognized him. 
just because his face oh, is so yeah, yeah. pointed. Like the, you do not forget that face for better or for worse. It was uh, it was very. It's got to be your thing. I think if, in order for this entire movie to work, it has to be your thing. And I watched it on my phone, which is it felt <laughs> disrespectful. It felt so disrespectful. This is I don't think we've ever watched a movie nominated this many times. And this is the only movie I've watched on my phone. It was, I love that. I felt bad for doing it. I and remember most of it, I didn't even have headphones on. I remember someone tweeted at Netflix when the movie came out. But they were on a bus when The Irishman came out. So they watched all of The Irishman on their phone. And Netflix was like, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, everybody. This is a Netflix movie. Yeah. Which is nuts to me. That's crazy. Uh, I don't know. So I'm going to say that I... You say that you haven't seen a lot of movies like this. In terms of filmy black and white movies, I thought this was a lot like Roma, which I don't know if you've seen. Um, I haven't, no. Yeah, I need it's, to watch it. That's another so, Netflix super like artistic movie. Yeah, so Not this... Not made for a bunch of Oscars later, yes, or earlier. So this movie is, you know, they're very similar, and I also did not like Roma. You know, the only difference is, like, Roma is not as dense as Mank. You know, there's a lot of breaks in dialogue. There's a lot of um, showing and not as much telling. But Mm -hmm. in essence, you know, they're black and white artsy films made by Netflix. There's a theme. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so about the actual movie. It the dude, I cannot say this enough. There's a couple scenes that stick out to me. The dialogue in this movie is awesome. I loved it. It felt original. It's not something I've ever heard before. Gary Oldman's character is just like quick and witty, and I think just all the dialogue really drew me in. I think that's the fastest way to find out if a movie's gonna be like kind of lazy with it. And I didn't feel I'm like, oh, these writers took their time with this. They're like, we need to find something good. The monologue at the end. I was about to ask. I was about to ask. If you like the dialogue, I got to know what you feel about the monologue. As far as the speaking goes, that that sticks out. However, one of the bigger scenes for me is the dinner scene or like the the foyer scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where it's a big group of people and everyone's just kind of talking about politics. That scene I loved. Um, also big scene. One of the first scenes you see with Gary Oldman or Mank, um, when they're just talking about the writing process and you're getting introduced to characters and you see how he's interacting with everybody and he's, he's just quick dude. And I think as soon as I saw that earlier scene, I think when people watch it, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Like the dialogue is nice. Um, I'm just like, Oh, I'm, I'm invested in this. I might not have any idea who's going on. And by the way, I finished this movie. I'm still getting two or three characters confused. I had no idea who they were. I have no idea. Like I need to go back and rewatch it. Cause I got mayor confused, um, with Hertz, like the entire movie. Like I knew who mayor was, but as soon as Hertz brought, got brought up, I'm like, Oh wait, why is he important again? <laughs> who's that? Thalberg, uh, first name Irving. I'm like, think i know who that is but like it took hesitation the whole time also another confusing part of this movie the funeral scene oh yeah did that make any sense to you yeah so i think what happened was two people died 
we saw one person's death and we saw the other person's funeral. What is so, the that was so confusing. It me. was very confusing. I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, they're having one of those moments. The old switcheroo. Um, but they also didn't explain it. So well, when we saw a- one person's death and we're invested in that character, right? Because we know why he died. We know what's going on. We we know that story. Then another guy dies who we know of and we know he's important. I have no clue why he died. No clue. Yeah. So the eulogy that was given you know, was written in such a way where we thought it was about the homeless guy that died. Yeah, um, very ambiguous. And so, no, not about the homeless guy. It was about the was it the homeless guy? Yeah, is that the same guy? Yeah, yeah. Who wrote the? Uh, who was who directed in the the propaganda? Wasn't it the guy that was in the propaganda? No, the guy who directed the propaganda um, wanted to to get back into directing like desperately, and they yes. gave him a job like you need yes, to direct. Yes, I, re- I remember this. And um, you can tell because he pulls him aside, uh, him being Herman Mankiewicz, and says, you need to watch this. And then you watch the entire thing. And he goes, oh, dude, you can't put this out. And he goes, dude, this is the first time I've directed, like, in a while. Like, this is all I, I got. This is all I got. And he goes, you, you can't put this out, dude. Like, more than half those people are actors. You can't put this out. This is supposed to be political. You're You're making people believe that this is real and is so that this the same is, guy who killed himself i thought it was the homeless guy that was doing the garbage russian accent but yeah i know i know i could is. i could believe it either way if i'm being honest. oh my gosh well excuse me ladies and gentlemen um craig's gonna edit this out but i'm gonna have to do some quick googling because that's gonna annoy me also ladies and gentlemen there this whole movie is jumping back and forth between present and flashbacks however they are they label everything flashbacks so you know when it's happening director shelly metcalf shoots and kills himself okay after being diagnosed with parkinson's disease and guilt-ridden over his role in the smear campaign and in terms of of personally supporting the flashbacks and whatnot i feel like this movie wasn't balanced in terms of what was in the present and what was in the past. You know, even though things were clearly labeled and even if you didn't look at what was a flashback or not, you knew what it was because yeah. if it's in the present, he has broken legs. Uh, a broken leg, I'm pretty sure. Because he was in a car accident, which yeah. I totally forgot about till right now. I forgot yeah. he was in a car accident. Not relevant to the movie, by the way. It's just true. And well, like, it's, relevant it in true- the sen- it's relevant in the sense that him having broken appendages is what made them need Rita to uh type up his manuscript for him. Right. And and uh, so I want to ask what you thought of Rita as a character. Rita being his Lily typist. Collins. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out to the random German lady who was just there helping out. I'm not even gonna mention her name. She wasn't nominated for anything. Here's the thing. Couldn't care less about her character. I love Lily Collins. I can't remember what movie I saw her in that I loved her in. It was an older one. Golly. I'm going to have to Google everything. Give me a second. I'm sorry. Post-production, Craig. Okay. But while you're looking that up, um, I just like, I thought she was, she had an interesting dynamic with Mank. I really liked listening to them talk. However, both times in the movie when she got a letter, I knew what the letter was about before she read it. 
you know yeah. it was not a secret it didn't feel dramatic and you know the first letter she gets is her husband her husband is in the navy and her boat sinks or and his boat sinks rather and he is presumed dead and so like while she's reading the letter mank is like antagonizing her and like kind of making fun of her and her husband and once you see mank kind of spiral like that and you see like the kind of letter she has you're like oh the husband's probably dead yeah that's 100 percent. and the also same thing- i remember the what i remember her from the blind side oh fun <laughs> uh the same thing happens at the end of the movie where she gets another letter and you're like oh now he's alive because yep. she had because she she's had- happy yeah and her character argue- was so irrelevant yeah it was nice to see the interactions that she had with Mank, but in terms of her personal development, didn't care for it. And you can didn't argue, it, and you can argue, oh, it's a true story. It's based on a true story. I don't care if it's. If I it's, wonder if her part was true. Yeah. Regardless, if it's a true story or not, I can still not like the writing. Yeah. Here, dude. No one else is true. Him going to the bathroom, but we never saw that. Yeah, it might have been a true story, but it's not freaking relevant. You know, it wasn't relevant. And I wasn't invested in her as a character. There's a couple of things that. Here's the thing. I was invested in her as a character in the beginning. Like in the first. 40 minutes of the movie, except towards the end, towards the second act and third act. um, It becomes so flashback heavy that I just forget about her. Like she's not relevant anymore. I kind of want to... Do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts. It's obviously Oscar bait. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It The dialogue is awesome. I loved it. Um, it's definitely something you kind of need to watch more than once or kind of get a gist of what it's about before you go into it. The acting, I think, is very good. And final thoughts. I like how it did a lot of things I've never seen before. Okay. Fair. Good. Um, my final thoughts... Um, all of the David Fincher projects of all the David Fincher projects that I've seen. This one is my least favorite. Um, It has a really weird turn in like two thirds of the way through the movie where it goes from about being Hollywood to kind of being like a political drama. And I understand that it was still relevant to the Hollywood things, but it was just a weird tone shift that I didn't love. Very Oscar bait very filmy very arty you know it's not my thing like you said if this is your thing you're gonna like it not my thing okay so i just looked up david fincher he's a director for a bunch of stuff i love yeah seven (laughs) social network fight club mind hunter like the list goes on and on zodiac this guy puts out hitters bro dude i am on board with this guy yeah david fincher's amazing which is why it sucks that I'm going to give this movie a 5 out of 10. Ooh, I'm giving it a 7 even out of 10. Okay. 7-0. Well, if you saw this movie, um, you know, congrats. You watched a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and you stuck through it. I hope I hope you stuck through it. I. This is definitely one of those things that, like, man, you're already this far. You might as well finish it. Yeah. This is the closest I've come to bailing from a podcast movie, though. Yeah, it is one of those, it's one of those things where I'm like, listen, I know it gets boring, and you might think, I really don't need this story of Citizen Kane, and honest, honestly, you don't, 
just stick it to the end because the dialogue stays good the entire thing. The monologue is at the end. The organ monkey analogy is at the end. There's a couple cool scenes at the end. And then you can finally find out, spoiler, I know we spoiled it earlier, it's about Citizen Kane. So there are some things to stick it out for. If not, bro, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Yeah. Also, just a recommendation from Craig. Um, Don't watch this when you have a headache, body aches, and the chills. Maybe that Also, don't watch it on your phone. And absolutely watch this with subtitles. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Watch every movie with subtitles. They're always better. As long as the subtitles aren't synced. If the subtitles are synced correctly, every movie is better with subtitles. Anyway, would you like to welcome back our non-movie listeners? Welcome back, non-movie listeners. Um, It's obvious you don't care about the Oscars because you don't care about the most nominated Oscar movie out this year. But I won't hold that against you. You just don't care about half the podcast. So it is what it is. Do you want to find something you enjoy in life? You have the improv segment for us. Do you not? I do. I don't feel like I do the improv. I, it's hard to tell. I don't keep stats. Um, fans, if you want to commit to work, then you do it. But I don't know what segments I do the most and the least. I feel like I don't do the improv segment very much or I haven't recently. So I'm excited to introduce a new improv segment called Speed Dating. I didn't come up with a podcast analogy. I feel like we've had a segment called Speed Dating before, but for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was for. So we're going to say that it doesn't exist. It was probably. If you don't want to do Speed Dating, we could also do First Impressions. But I feel like we've done that before, too. Yeah, but those were probably one hit wonders, which means it's okay if we recycle those names. Okay, so pretty much what it is, a lot of you might know, um, what's our pitch one? What's our pitch improv segment? Movie style? The pitching one, where we uh, pitch ideas, and then we shoot it down. Um, Give me a second. We're cutting this out in post. Give me a second. <laughs> Sell me this pen. Oh, right. So right, you might right, know yeah. us by, you might recognize That was the worst description of that segment on the planet. Whatever. Where we have a, sell me this pod, right? This is a little different, but we're we're speed dating, okay? So essentially what Craig and I are going to do is we're going to name a distinct characteristic that someone would have, a real-life person. So you could say this person is super gossipy. You could say this person has a British accent, a very distinct characteristic that someone might list in their Tinder profile. I'm going to list something. Craig's going to list something. He is going to be a person, female, male, whatever, of my characteristic that has my characteristic and i'm going to be a significant other female male whatever of his characteristic and the first round we are going to try to be the most lovable affectionate intoxicatingly amazing person with that characteristic then the next round we're going to pick new ones and i'm gonna try to compete against you to have the most horrible speed date we possibly could Okay. But it's got to revolve around the characteristics. So yeah, so we, say, pro- so we need to hair, focus. I, yeah, I was about to say. We need to focus on like verbal characteristics and interests and hobbies and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it could be red hair, but I have to make sure the red hair is the reason you love me or the reason you hate me, you know? And then at the final, um, and then obviously we're competing against each other. So audience, tell us who did better, who's more loved, who's more hated. And then the final one, we're going to do wild card. So we'll give each other characteristics. And then on the spot, that person can uh, choose to be hated or loved. All right. So your thing is on your, you're an outdoorsman. 
Okay. On your Tinder profile, you you love the outdoors and nature. Um, your characteristic is that it would not be a stretch to call you a scholar. Okay, sweet. And I'm going to make you fall in love with me. Okay. Would you like to go first? So, when I'm talking, are you still going to have your persona? I was actually thinking about that as you were talking. Want to just do it? Yeah, let's just do two minutes of us in that character. Both of us. (sighs) Okay. (sighs) Okay. I'm a scholar, dude. Yeah, so, um... (laughs) I know that uh, a lot of people like the red flannel kind of makes me look like the brawny guy. But um, uh, the truth is, like, it's just a genuine love of nature, you know, Um, the the trees, the flora, the fauna. Like, it's it's all just like part of who I am. Yeah, I I completely understand something like that. Um, My my father, actually, he's from the old country, you know, um, England. When I studied at Columbia... I fell in love with the environmental aspect of everything, the conservationism. I think there's something so pure about just being in nature and it kind of experiencing things outside of social media and stuff like that. Just kind of being organic to who you are, you know? Yeah. Um. If, I, if I'm going to be honest, like the only apps that I have on my phone are dating apps because, you know, I uh, don't exactly get great signal while I'm out in the woods. So I do a lot of swiping at the local Denny's. Yeah, I completely understand. But, you know, there's some merit to actually, like, re- removing yourself from the radio waves. I'm not super sure if you're familiar with a lot of these, like, high-frequency waves. But they kind of there's actually been some science to prove that it's, like, affected how the brain functions. And I know there's a lot of things out there about blue light, blue light versus, like, um a lot of those like warmer tones like yellow lights and i think just the more you spend out in nature um it kind of separates you from all that you know more synthetic lifestyle do you know what i mean yeah like uh my parents raised me on a very anti-microwave lifestyle you know we had a we had like a convection oven but like that was about it and um they told me hey uh, electronics are going to kill you, so better make sure that you keep things safe with this giant axe and no safety equipment. And there's something so sweet about that. Something about just like going out there and figuring out and knowing you have that parental background supporting you. There's something so strong about like that. Beha- I kind of studied this a little bit uh, as a minor, but um, the the relationship parents have with their developing children, it goes a lot into that nature versus nurture argument. I I just love that they kind of raise you that way to kind of just take charge and, and do you, you understand? Uh, oh, uh, I, I think, um, I think we're moving on to the next date. Uh, can, can I get your information? Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to hear from you. All right. So now we're gonna, now we're gonna rough it up. I'm really trying to think if I would date myself after a conversation like that. I wouldn't. You lost me when you said, you know, I studied this as a minor. Like, okay, great. Congrats. Thanks. I was, I'm really trying to think. What is... Because it's obviously she's educated, right? She seems very supportive of the lifestyle. But I... I don't know. It was, I don't know. I don't is know. she just I'm, super agreeable? And I like, think so. I think she's just like... She's kind of like queen of like name dropping things she's done. 
yeah. but also very agreeable, very supportive. Yeah, which like is good up to a certain point, but maybe not up to her extent. Right. What about how, what do you think about your character? Oh, uh, I am the opposite of an outdoorsman, so that was um, off the table. From Biggest the turn get-go. off ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, so let's bomb this date. Your character, animal lover, dude, loves it. Your character is a starving artist. Okay. Starving artist as in the fact that I'm not making money yet. Correct. But you are okay. headstrong in the fact that one day you will have your big break. In whatever right. medium you choose. Boy, I'm about to lay this on thick. I started last time, so you can start this time. All right. So really, I have, I just, hey, nice to meet you. Name's Alex. I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll, if you haven't heard of me, you will soon. Um, here's a, here's a kind of how I roll, sweetie. Um, I just entered my movie into Sundance. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, also South by Southwest, also pretty big in Austin. Um, we just finished pre-production maybe two months ago. It's only a matter of time before this takes off. Well, thoughts. Um, I haven't watched a movie in six years because the loud noises make Snuffles angry. Oh, um, and I pull Snuffles out of like my bag and I just start like oh, nuzzling yeah. her. Yeah. Um. Listen, I don't know. What is? Do you have much of a Twitter, Instagram following? I'm oh. really only trying to get into i mean i know you're kind of weird about that movie thing but i think in order to elevate my art i kind of need to be at other people on my level does that make sense um i personally don't do the social media things but snuzzles over here does snuzzles has forty-five thousand instagram followers don't you yes you do yes you do here's here's the thing Snuffles or no snuffles, I I could probably get you an agent by the end of the week. I've also taken an interest recently into nude photography. Um, I think there's something like really organic about capturing like the human experience. Um, the only problem is I'm having a really hard time finding people because I said I was only going to do African-Americans. And for some reason, they seem to be pretty turned off about the idea. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you could photograph Snuzzles anytime you want. Because she's always a little nude little girl, aren't you? You yeah. don't wear any Is, clothes. You don't wear I'm any I'm confused. Clothes. Is that a cat? A dog? Or... I cannot believe that you have not seen this pet before. Oh my god, it's like one of the most common, like, famous pets on the planet. Um, is that a rabbit? I, oh my it's god. It's really hard to tell. It's Snuzzles. Snuzzles, I'm so sorry. He doesn't mean it. Listen, I I really, I really get what you're picking up, and maybe you're not picking up what I'm laying down, but here's the thing. Best I can do, I'll talk to my agent, maybe, maybe my manager. I need to make sure this makes sense financially uh, for me to go into this uh, investment. I just started my new production company. It's called Nudes Only. And if Snuffles is willing to do Snuffles. Uh, consensual, completely tasteful uh, photography, they I need kind of some paperwork to show that's of African origin, you know? Oh um, well, I'm not sure I don't about know the about, breed. Well, I don't know about this heritage, but um, I'll have my people get in contact with your people. 
Yeah, sure. Hey, yeah, actually, uh, is it fine if I give you my assistant? I think actually. Oh my no, I don't want just got a new assistant. You. Well, my assistant, my assistant's assistant just got a new email, so you can reach out to me. We're next week. This time, you won't be able to hear from me. Like I said, I have a bunch of stuff that's about to take off. So, oh, it looks like looks like this is time. Um, pleasure meeting you. Um, like All I right, said, I'm walking away. This Goodbye. Is, Wait, you forgot. Here's her business card. You forgot. I didn't forget anything. How do you think we did, Craig? I, if this was a TV episode, that would have been the cringiest date on the planet. That would have been so bad, dude. So bad. I think it. that was so bad. I think people would hate people who had any similarity to those characters. They'd be like, oh, you're in production? I hate you now because I know what you're like. <laughs> yeah, if we oh, accidentally... you like animals? Go kill yourself. If we accidentally described any of your friends, um, this is a warning sign and a red flag. Not to be confused with our middle segment red flags. Yeah. All right, Craig. This is a wild card. You can choose to be lovable or hateable. Um, and on your Tinder profile, the thing that revolves around you most is live, laugh, love. Okay, your trait your big trait that you wrote down Mm -hmm. is you are going for the world record in longest hair but you just started okay sure sounds good to me ma'am oh hi oh my gosh i love your hair thank you um I've, i've recently started using a new product um i don't know if i should be saying this it's kind of like underground have you heard of Peacocks? Like like the streaming service for NBC? No, like the animal. I'm familiar with them, yes. Well, if you blend their eggs, it has this very fine film and it does wonders for your roots, I am telling you. Okay, of the things that you were going to blend of a Peacocks, I'm glad it was just the eggs. Going to be honest. It wasn't going to be, and then I picked something that I wasn't sure had semen, so I said <laughs> eggs. Oh, well, um, I kind of like my hair the way it is, you know? It gets a lot of sun damage at the beach and whatnot. <laughs> I just go so Oh, often. honey, see, I, 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 com- I completely understand where you're coming from. Mine is just, like, kind of, not at a, I wouldn't say we're at different levels, but different objectives. I'm actually going to try and beat a world record um but i kind of decided this is my new year's resolution so i don't really have a head start i know I'm not really a prodigy or anything but i really need to make sure i don't get any crazy breakage um so i love what you're doing i love your look it's just not gonna work for me you know oh my gosh listen it's not all about looks it's all about your favorite kind of wine listen i personally love a white wine and honestly, I just can't get enough of that stuff, you know? People offer me a one o'clock wine, and who am I to say no? Yeah, see, I heard some rumors. I, this is unconfirmed, so don't hold me to it. I just know, personally, alcohol does... It kind of makes your hair a little bit more dry, and I already am susceptible to a lot of those things, you know, being from Arizona and things like that. Um, however... um. I don't know about you, but my family's a little native, and we have stronger follicles than normal, so I'm really hoping to beat this record. 
hopefully in the next couple of years, I think my hair grows at a faster rate than everybody else. But I really love that you have that something that you can enjoy, like wine, good Chardonnay oh, really like, my gosh. changes After everything. This- do you want to go to the local hobby shop? You see, I kind of have this habit where, like, you know those house decorations that have, like, a really vague Bible quote? Like, I collect those, and, like, I heard okay, that yeah. I heard that the hobby shop down the street has a Corinthians 4 that I have been looking for for weeks. Um, so I was wondering if, like, maybe after this you could come with me and maybe we can do a little, a little decoration shopping? So here's the thing. I would love to do that. Trust me, I would. Um... However, I kind of have a meeting with my stylist because I've experienced a lot of pain at night due to like tossing and turning. And I'm really worried that me sleeping on anything other than silk and satin pillows is going to really affect how my hair is naturally. It's all about being natural, but also as modern as possible. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not that I don't want to go to Hobby Lobby. I love that for you. It's just kind of already have a previous engagement but i would love to connect later if that's okay yeah speaking of being natural i feel like this date is going really natural like uh, do you i think to... we are naturally meant to be together but there oh. i if i'm not one to do this much but i think we need to set boundaries what about you what do you think i mean i'm all about boundaries if you know what i'm talking about i really don't but i think i love it's just it so- um, it's just something that my friends tell me that i need better boundaries and you need to stop showing up at their house at three in the morning it's all like this is this is all about boundaries yeah i was just gonna say i don't like it when people touch my hair but are you okay oh i'm sorry i've been touching your hair for 45 minutes what, what? <laughs> i think we might be at time yeah. maybe we should reschedule i'll take a rain check though Okay, my people will cu- will talk to your people. I don't really have people. Um, I just have a stylist. All my money. You understand? I'd yeah, ciao. All right, that was that was a date. Unbearable. That was unbearable. <laughs> hey, I would not date my version of me. I would plot the murder of my <laughs> version of me. Dude, there is not a scenario where I get along with this person. There is a zero, dude, we don't, I would be furious. I would be furious. I don't, I don't think at that point it would have been funny anymore. Like, do you know when you meet someone, you're like, oh, this person's quirky. This is kind of funny. I don't, I think I would skip straight over funny and be like, oh, we're going to kill this person. It was funny for three seconds until you realized, oh, this is actually their personality. Oh yeah. And you're like, and also this might be real. (laughs) All right. That was speed dating? Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to our middle segment. Um, so our middle segment this week is crucial conundrums from our concerned congregation. And Love it. I don't know if you've seen the news, but Yahoo Answers is shutting down. And so I thought, you know, what better way to honor the website than by going through and answering some Yahoo, some Yahoo Answers? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Are you, are you ready? Let's do it, dude. I'm born for this. Let's go. All right. <laughs> this question is from the pregnancy and parenting section. What's the worst smell you've ever smelled? Describe the smell, please. Only those who describe it are eligible to win best answer. Worst smell I've ever smelled. Apparently, dead bodies, just dead animals, like a decaying carcass is supposed to like put you out. Oh, yeah. I've never I'm personally smelled that. 
I've never personally smelled that. Uh, like even roadkill, I think like the fresh air kind of like disperses it. But apparently like dead bodies are the worst thing. However, I have also had broccoli and Brussels sprouts in the same night and farted. And that was comparable, I think. As, okay. as a person who's never experienced the former, having those two things in my digestive tract at the same time was enough to be like, I don't think I even like the smell of my own farts right now. So funny you mentioned the rotting corpse thing. There, One of the answers to this question is taco, parentheses, bell, end parentheses, smelt like crap. Other than that, a rotting corpse. Whoa! <laughs> well, I feel like... I feel like we kind of hit two ends of the spectrum here, man. Here's the thing. I don't think Taco Bell smells bad because, they you know, there's lettuce, tomatoes, and stuff like that. I also think there is a surprising number of people who've, like, encountered a corpse before. Yeah. I think it's, I, I think it's a surprising amount. Yeah, especially people who have been in, like, accidents and whatnot. Um, I, I, uh, I think, like, yeah. More like decaying, like uh, in my head, I just went like pure like NCIS, CSI Miami. It's like when you come home to your apartment, right? And you haven't seen your neighbor in a while. So you go knock on their door because the mail's been piling up. You oh, open up yeah, and then same. it flies everywhere. That's what I imagine. I feel like people find out. How I feel like neighbors are one of the first people to find out that someone's dead. The characters in The Walking Dead to like not think about the smell anymore. I don't think it ever went away, but I also think it's a great alarm system. And okay. I also think um, I just want to say up, this question was updated question. 20 hours ago. All your answers suck. Try harder. Aggressive. Don't need that. All right. Next question. Um, all right. So this question exists in the sidebar, but when I click it, it has been right. deleted, I think. So it just says, my friend had sex with a watermelon. I mean, if you're able to, I mean, like you do you, but like. I also heard. Well, cantaloupes, cantaloupes are big. Are big. I heard that like you cut a hole into them and then you just kind of mash the inside. I heard those are pretty big. Um, it can't be super acidic. <laughs> All right, next question. This is from the entertainment and music parentheses horoscope section. What happens if Scorpio had crush on Aquarius? Scorpio gets intense heartbreak. Okay, here's the thing. I have no idea when either one of those things are. Oh, do you want to guess? Do you know when those dates are? I mean. I know when Aquarius is. Because you're an Aquarius, it's right? Ja- yeah, it's January like 15th to 15th. What's the other one? 14th. Scorpius? Scorpio? Scorpio. Scorpion. When do you think that is? It, isn't that a September one? Sure. <laughs> yeah. October 23rd to November 21st. October 23rd to November 21st. That's what I was going to say. Have you lo- have Leonardo you Googled- DiCaprio, Bill Gates, Anne Hathaway, Ryan Gosling, all Scorpios. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, I do have a question. Have you ever looked at like what astrologies are like compatible with other ones? Not in depth. Um, I have some friends that are more into astrology than I am, and they've never used it for like relationship reasons, but it's definitely come up on our TikTok pretty frequently. And it, we mostly just like goof around with it. It's nothing too serious. Dude, doesn't isn't like the whole calendar have beef with like two signs? <laughs> oh probably i um, i'm, I'm people... so like not paying attention to it that i'm like this is all like fringe stuff this is like don't you kids say like no cap nowadays what does that mean yeah a lot of people don't like leos in your sign aries because they're very headstrong and stubborn i, I thought i was good um, i thought it was gonna be like something like uh well you don't get a name like aries and walk out clean i knew i knew we we're supposed to be like super selfish and narcissistic 
Um, but we're also supposed to be great lovers. So, check that okay. Out so, well. real quick, um, what happens if Scorpio had crush on Aquarius? Scorpio get intense heartbreak. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that Scorpion from Mortal Kombat has a lot of problems with heartbreak. I mean, technically, it's more like spine break and rib breaks, but um. When Scorpio, when Scorpion fights Aquarius, it's usually a pretty bloody battle. So I'm going to say yes. And I think something similar. I think when Scorpion, the animal, finds uh, Aquamarine Stone, nothing happens. So read into that if you okay. will. <laughs> um, this is from the pets section. Why does my dog try to sit on everything? I have a 13-year-old mutt, and lately she's been acting really weird. She will literally try to sit on sit on anything and everything. Laundry baskets, coffee tables on top of shoes, rolled up rugs. I even caught her trying to sit on a bin filled with my cleaning supplies. Is this something I should worry about? I can't find any questions or pages similar to what I'm asking. So I'm guessing it's a rare type of behavior. I've actually heard of a disorder like this. It's kind of like um seizures where like something oh. triggers it and they kind of just got to sit down oh isn't it like i'm thinking of uh musical ones? chairs my bad i'm sorry time out time out let's discuss that how did you confuse seizures with electric or with electric chairs <laughs> musical chairs not electric chairs sorry Forgive Musical me. chairs is when there's a the trigger, you hear it, it causes you to sit down. Seizures are you see a flashing light, you freak out, causes you to lay down. Very similar. Final question from Yahoo Answers. Are you getting tired of all the fuss over Prince Philip's death? People live and people die. So here's the thing about Prince Philip's death. Yes. I think if you ever saw a picture of the man, hey, royal family, cover your ears. It was a long time coming. Like, that man did not have many years or months or weeks left on this earth. My favorite part, and I've actually experienced this with my grandma recently, is you get to an age where old people kind of just want to die. And I'm sure he was, like, ten years past that point. I think he was so ready. He was ready to go before he turned nine. I think he, first of all, people already thought he was dead. And whenever that happens, that's a bad sign. You know? Because when you see him, they're like, wait a second, I thought he was dead. Well, he's not. Then you should know you should already be dead. I just want to talk about the timeline of the events. Continue. Where yep. people thought DMX died. He didn't. He was just in a coma. Then Prince Philip actually died. Then DMX actually died. So it was kind of just a roller coaster of emotions these last few days for us. Dude, also, shout out all the Americans that care that Prince Philip died. Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Like, if you're American, you shouldn't be making fun of the royal family. I'm American and I don't. Shut up. Shut also, up. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hey, we don't win wars for nothing. Do we care or do we not care? I care about one person, and that's Meghan Markle over in that family because she's one yeah. of us. She's also biracial. I'm invested. I just don't. I so don't care. He's 99, dude. So to 99. answer the question... Yes, we are over the fuss. We saw this coming for 10 years. Yeah. Hey, how long do you want to live to? Like, what's what's the, like, I'm comfortable at this age? If I l- go um, later, I'm okay with it. My grandpa died yeah. at 85, 84, 85. And that seems like a good age. That's a great age, You've dude. run out, you've run out of things to do. Mm-hmm. You, you're 20 years into retirement. You know, 
this is your life. Dude, 80, 84, 85. I think that's like the dream. If anything past 85, I'm like, dude, I'm on borrowed time anyway, dude. And this dude lived 15 years longer than that. Yeah. Sayonara. Dude, I bet you had like a do not resuscitate order. I bet he was just like, hey, if I fall, don't help me get back up. If I start choking, <laughs> let it happen. No matter what it is, if it's on shrimp, if it's on water, if it's on air, just let it How happen. How long ago do you think he stopped putting on sunscreen? Oh, decades ago. Decades ago, ago dude. First of dude, all, I wouldn't be surprised if he never was would, invented. Yeah, I was about to say I would be surprised if he ever did. At what point do you start doing drugs again? <laughs> I, I think at that eighty four, eighty five. I think it gets to a point where you're like, I've done everything right, right, and it seems to be working out. I'm gonna pick up this smoking habit again, or so what? I get chlamydia. I, I feel I have a feeling Prince Philip and Banana Boat did not have a tight relationship. Also. Um, I was like yesterday years old when I found out that him and the queen were married. Yep. I had yeah. no clue. I kind of thought that he was, I do. I literally had no idea. I thought he was just there. There's, the problem is with the royal family is there's too many of them. There's too many. Yeah. Let's just have it be Meghan Markle and the queen and we'll call it. Yeah. Him. Also Kate Middleton. I Dude, I also, all the guys are the same to me. Harry, George, Philip, Henry. It's all the same. William. William. It's all generic white names. George, I'm sure is one of them. <laughs> one of them is four years old Charles. and one of them just died at 99 yeah dude so, it's all the same it's all the same hey take a white disney prince throw him in there his name's there for sure dude yeah for sure well uh that was crucial conundrums from our concerned congregation uh thank you very much for the middle segment our one hit wonder which i kind of forgot i was doing until just now is called offense defense um, this is a game where I talk about things that I have beef with and you try to defend them. This is a one way line because I know you're going to get me in trouble. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you're going to say something so, you have beef with and I have to defend them. The thing that got this idea started, you and I both have a food line in our area and it's the stereotypical grocery store. They do this thing where when they're not checking someone out, they stand at the front of their line to show that it's empty. No, thank you. I, I'd rather just go in an empty checkout line. They stand at the front of the line to show that it's empty. And you said, no, thank you. I'd rather just go in an empty one. And they're assuming they're just behind the register just waiting. Yeah. Why, what is I your problem with need... it? Why don't you like that? So the problem is I am interrupting somebody's like standing time, which I know is super stupid. Yeah. And like I am taking, I am changing somebody's job. They were doing nothing, and now I'm making them do something. And, like, also with masks and whatnot, it's super hard to make, like, that facial recognition where it's like, yeah, I'm ready to check out. No, I've wandered around a store for, like, ten minutes, didn't buy anything, so it's not like they're keeping me there, so I, like, absentmindedly put stuff in my cart. I would be in the food line for ten extra minutes not buying anything, waiting for, like, one person to finish up checking so I can scoot in behind them. Okay, here's my thing. Let the people do their jobs, bro. Let the people do their jobs. Which is what I'm trying to do. No, because the thing is, you're scared. Part of their job is standing there. It's to go out and let you know, hey, this line's open, and I'm going to stand here so you know that. It's kind of like being upset that a waitress has to clean the table. Yeah, it's part of the job, though. It's part of the job. Just let them do their job. Everyone's got a bad part of their job that you might not like, right? And you think, I wish they didn't have to do that. It'd be easier if you didn't have to do that. Let me help you out. It's part of the job. Let them do their job. It stinks. All right. The next thing, adult scheduling conflicts. 
like we should be on like a clear monday to friday and then we're good for the weekend but that's just not the case yeah, well, I mean, I don't think you can have take the weekends off if you ever want to have a person like The Rock ever again. I think all the famous people you know that like achieves like Bezos, Gates, The Rock, Wahlberg, Will Smith, all these big guys grind it. I, I just realized I didn't use a single female example. At the end of the day, every big person you know worked harder than the person before them. And I think if we all work Monday through Friday we're going to lose a lot of the extreme talent that we all know and love. So ladies and gentlemen, stay on that grind, work seven days a week, watch out for your mental health, take breaks as you need it, but set yourself apart. All right. Final thing. I hate Snapchat news where you go to the right, where all your friends stories are and you see something stupid. Like Charlie revealed her report card and whoa or there's a or there's something that's like you won't recognize these female youtubers without makeup this isn't news i like and these stories are paired right next to stuff like you know fire in london kills six okay so it's not the fact that snapchat has news it's the tier of news they have correct listen of all the places because that stuff at the end of the day that has to go somewhere when paparazzi finds out that Kate Upton was outside of Nobu in Texas, and they we need to know that she wasn't with her husband who plays in Houston. Wow, that lined up perfectly. Her husband who happens to play for the Houston Astros, and she's with some other celebrity, right? That news needs to go somewhere. I would rather it not be on TV and not be on Instagram and not be talked about on Twitter. It can stay on Instagram. I mean, stay on Snapchat, where... Very few people are going to click on that stuff. All that, like, you'll never guess which YouTuber started beefing with the TikToker. I, I, you're right. I couldn't guess because I don't care. Let's keep that on the lowest form of news, which is Snapchat. So <laughs> on board enough. with that. As long as everyone else is like, Snapchat, you get it. We're not going to steal it. But don't touch our big stuff, okay? And if that happens, totally cool with it. Um... What celebrity do you like enough to where you would follow a paparazzi page on Instagram about them? Um, it's gonna be someone. It's gonna be someone close to our age, because I kind of want to just know what their process is like. You know, when you say close to our age, what's that? What's that range? Like twenty. When someone says, "Oh, that person's my," when someone says that person's my age, or I would, I would say that person's my age. It's uh three years either side. Four years either side. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, like, for instance, Zendaya, I think... No, not, that's a bad example. Um, like, Tom Holland. I think knowing what he's doing can kind of, be, kind of like, give me instruction. I'm like, okay, he's doing this. He's doing this. I kind of know... Okay, he just left an audition for another Marvel movie. He just left an audition for uh, Disney. Now I know kind of how the career works for people our age. Yeah, you know? seeing if you can get a paparazzi page that's like specifically catching people coming out of auditions, I think that's super helpful to know who is still auditioning. Yeah. Because if I found out that like, oh, Tom Holland still auditions, he just doesn't get offered parts anymore. Like he still has to audition. Right. I feel like that would give me 
hope, or, you know? Yeah. Like, or you found out he had just audition. left a rehearsal and you'd be like, okay, he's rehearsing. Now I have an idea of how long it takes to film a movie. Or you'd be like, um, Tom Holland spotted just outside of his house um, with his acting teacher rehearsing lines. I'd be like, okay, now Tom Holland rehearses lines. It looks like he does that Monday through Monday and Thursdays. So in the afternoon. we want paparazzi that focuses on people's professional lives and not so much their personal lives, which I could, you know, is not the worst. I feel like it's more consensual. I feel like it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can. Yeah. I don't have much to say about it, to be honest. This is all made up opinion. But now that I've talked about it, I think it's, I think it'd be valuable. Yeah. All right. That was offense, defense. Thank you. Kind of upset very you didn't toss me like a harder subject. I was, dude, I was ready to defend oh. the KKK and you missed that opportunity. See, because I knew that you were going to make me do that. And um, I'm, I'm a gentle lover. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, so thank you very much for listening uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Permanent Good, you can follow me personally at Permanent Handle, you can follow me personally, Twitter, Instagram at Alex the Goods, that's the Goods G-O-O-D-E-S you guys are pretty cool about uh, it, so keep up the good work next week next week we are watching the Guy Ritchie film Snatch, um, very similar to The Gentleman, if you liked The Gentleman that's kind of why I chose this movie. Yeah. Um, it's got Brad Pitt, but, Jason Statham, Benicio Del Toro in it. Some hit us. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, thank you very much for listening. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. <laughs>